Do you want to build your personal brand, expand your professional network and accelerate your job search? Then LinkedIn is the place to be. With a strong user base of 675 million people across 200 countries, it is the largest business-oriented website geared specifically towards professionals. It doesn't matter if you're a student pursuing higher education, bachelor's or even master's. You can use it at any stage of your career to reap the maximum benefits. Networking can be vital to your professional success. A meaningful and expansive network makes you noticeable, improves your skill set and opens the avenue for newer opportunities. Similarly, personal branding is one of the building blocks that will lead you to success. It is what empowers you and sets you apart from the crowd. LinkedIn has the biggest network of professionals in the world. It is a powerful tool to reach out to numerous companies and recruiters who are willing to take candidates. According to LinkedIn, 93% of recruiters use it to source candidates and yet only 50% of users have a 100% complete profile. Having a strong LinkedIn profile is imperative to show up in the recruiter searches. A well-written profile increases your credibility and establishes you as a trustworthy employee. Since LinkedIn has so many functions, there are more than one ways to utilize the platform. However, many users are not fully aware of the platform's true potential and hence do not use it to their full advantage. In today's show, we would be discussing how to hone your network and personal brand in the era of LinkedIn. Hello everyone, you're listening to The Socially Desi Show, the podcast that motivates you to live, create and inspire. If this is your first time here, welcome. On our show, we discuss tips and strategies with our guest speakers on how to tackle problems related to personal growth, mental health, relationships, entrepreneurship and health and fitness. So hit that subscribe button and go check out our website at sociallydesi.com for more of such content. Today, I'm joined by my friend Devam Malhotra. He's a seasoned management consultant with over 14 years of management consulting experience across various industries like retail, FMCG, auto, education, government and oil and gas in India and Middle East. Hello Devam, welcome to the show. Hi Anurag and hello everyone. Thank you for doing this show Devam, uh, it's a great pleasure to be hosting you today. So perfect timing you know uh, because of this whole situation with uh, the unlock happening now you know we believe that in a few uh, weeks uh, offices would start opening up a lot of other businesses would also start opening up so opportunities for uh, uh, professionals i i would say would start increasing don't you think absolutely and i think uh, you know the lockdown was a perfect time for a lot of people to also hone their skills and hmm. now as the offices are opening up the economy is gearing up post the lockdown era uh, things are likely to take the turn for the better and you very rightly said that opportunities would open up for professionals yeah i mean this i think you know would be a great time uh, to actually talk about linkedin uh, which is one of the best platforms if you're a professional to showcase your skill and you know uh, get noticed in this whole uh, era where you know everything is online and people are looking for candidates uh, through social media and through professional networks like linkedin so devam uh, to our audience who are not you know aware of uh, the kind of work that you are doing with positive vibes and uh, your management consulting why don't you introduce uh, yourself to our audience absolutely uh, for the benefit of all the listeners of socially desi uh, i have been a career consultant for over 15 years 
uh, I have worked uh, in the field of management consulting uh, across various consulting firms that include small boutique firms, technology-led consulting companies, and the big four professional services firms. Now, in my experience, I have primarily focused on the front-end side of the business, and I worked on sales, marketing, customer experience, and front-end process and technology transformation mandates for clients. Having said that, in my early and mid-years as a management consultant, I was also fortunate to have worked on some corporate strategy and supply chain transformation projects as well. In terms of my industry focus, I specialize in FMCG and retail as my primary industry, with a secondary focus on automotives, education, and public sector. Now, in terms of what I do today, uh, I'm really excited to share that I'm pursuing my entrepreneurial aspirations. I'm currently the co-founder of an upcoming startup that is rethinking the vehicle health management space. I am also highly passionate about mentoring young and mid-level professionals. And uh, I'm part of uh, Positive Vibes Consulting in capacity of a founding partner and a founding mentor, where I mentor young professionals and I take very specific targeted trainings uh, for them. And, you know, I have been following uh, Positive Vibes very closely for the past couple of months and the kind of work that Positive Vibes is doing specifically, uh, you know, in order to uh, enhance the employability of uh, a lot of young professionals out there. I think that's a a big thumbs up uh, for this industry right now. So what do you think, uh, Devam, in terms of networking? What is the importance of networking in today's day and age? I think uh, networking is highly important and especially when I talk about today, it's a connected world out there. Mm. But uh, before we even get down to why it is so important, I think it's important to understand the basics here of what is networking. Right. And, you know, in my stint over the last six months uh, of mentoring people at Positive Vibes, uh, a lot of professionals today fail to understand its true meaning. Meaning. For me, when I talk about mentoring, it is seven key words. It is deliberate, it is mandated to build, it is reinforced, maintain, mutual trust and goals. These are the seven key words when combined together, define networking. So for me, if I were to define professional networking, it is a deliberate attempt to build, reinforce and maintain a relationship of mutual trust with other professionals with an aim to further your goals. Mm -hmm. The key point that most professionals miss today and the one that I would really want to highlight is the term mutual. True that, yeah. Establishing mutual trust and experiencing mutual benefit is key to having a very active professional network. Now, Anurag, coming back to your question on its importance in today's day and age. I think for starters, I believe there is no debate on the fact that it is a very important aspect of our professional lives. And frankly, it is more pronounced than ever before. So here are some of the reasons of why professional networking is at the core of everyone's career today. Firstly, I think it's a great avenue to exchange ideas. I think sharing and learning from each other's points of views 
uh, is extremely important in today's professional environment. And I think professional networking gives you that avenue. Secondly, it gives you an opportunity to get out there and uh, you know make everyone aware of who you are. It gives you an opportunity to talk about your knowledge, skills, and accomplishments. Yeah, true. Third, without professional networking, you will not be able to get your opportunities. So for me, the third biggest importance of professional networking is access to new opportunities. And those could be related to your career. Those could be related to your business. Fourth, it is an opportunity to observe others and reassess your qualifications. How many of us today are, you know, facing a situation where, you know, we are stuck in our careers? The whole idea is, you know, with professional networking, we have an opportunity to see how others with a similar profile as mine uh, are doing and have done well and to learn from there. And, you know, therefore reassessing your qualifications and therefore reskilling yourself uh, becomes all the more important. Fifth, I think uh, professional networking gives you a lot of opportunity to improve your creative intellect. Yeah, There are so many articles, so many blogs that you can read, uh, either uh, virtually or by interacting with people, you can get access to their point of views. Uh, I think it's just amazing. Uh, related to that point is the fact that, you know, networking in today's world is your added library. Uh, and the more you read, the more you exchange in terms of ideas and thoughts, the better you're going to be as a professional. Uh, the next critical point for, you know, in terms of professional networking is an opportunity to garner support from high profile individuals. I think all of us at some stage or the other look forward to connecting with people that matter. And the reason we do that is either to garner support in the form of recommendations, in the form of endorsements. Mm. And I think professional networking is therefore important for anyone to do that. True. Uh, finally, I think overall, if you have a very strong professional network, it can boost your self-confidence and help you maintain that professional status that almost each one of us desire for. True. So I think Anurag, in my view, these this is why you know professional networking is very very important in everyone's lives. Yes, especially the last few points that you made uh, about you know maintaining your professional status and of course you know uh, garnering that support from high profile individuals. I believe uh, that is something that uh, is really lacking in today's world because in today's world we are always looking for a job. We are always looking for someone. Uh, like you know they're looking for a manager and a company instead of looking for a mentor who can actually improve and support them in their own career so i believe that is something i believe is lacking in today's professional networking scenario true and you know i i can't reinforce this point more but the word mutual mm. is something that most of us miss true uh, you know a lot of us just connect with people for the sake of connecting without really putting a thought as to how the two people or the two individuals will mutually benefit from one another. So true. So yeah. 
I mean, I see, I see people on LinkedIn having, uh, you know, connections, more than 1000 connections, 500, 600 connections. <laughs> it's like really fascinating to see out of those 600 connections, how many of them actually you interact with. True. Right. How many of them, how many of them have you really connected with and spoken about your, uh, you know, struggles or maybe your accomplishments? Very so just having a, a number of, you know, I have 500 plus connections. Yeah, I mean, you can go to a LinkedIn profile and see on the right hand side, you'll see how many connections they have. Like it's it's sometimes it's really, uh, you know, fascinating to see th those many big numbers and still, uh, you know, you're not able to leverage uh, those connections. True, true. So again, uh, you know, coming back to the point of uh, networking, how do you think is personal brand playing a key role in your career in these days? I think the role of personal brand, uh, Anurag, in one's career is more pronounced today, uh, you know, in a connected world than ever before. Now, from a professional standpoint, when I think of the term professional brand, I think of it more as a process mm. of consciously and intentionally marketing yourself and your career in a way that influences perceptions about you amongst people in your ecosystem and in a positive manner. Now, when I talk about ecosystem, your ecosystem essentially could comprise of your peers, your juniors, your seniors, your clients or your customers. And, uh, you know, people should therefore identify and acknowledge you for something. And that's really what you know, uh, that's really your professional, personal brand, if I may just call it. Hmm. And when I say identify and acknowledge you for something, uh, they should think of you, you know, for instance, like an industry expert or a subject matter expert or a crisis manager or a consensus builder uh, or a problem solver. Right. Uh, uh, and so on and so forth. Now, with this in mind, Personal branding today has therefore become highly correlated with your career and it could be career progression or it could be finding a new job altogether. For me, what I say is personal branding is highly correlated to your employability therefore. Mm -hmm. And there are three aspects that you therefore need to constantly work on. The first aspect is finding your uniqueness at work. Mm. So using your skills and knowledge, what is that unique thing about you that makes you different from everybody else in the workplace and which is a desirable quality for you to be employable, right? either in your existing company or for a new company. The second most important thing is building a reputation for it. And the only way by which you can truly build a reputation is by demonstrating that uniqueness of yours regularly, time and again. Right. The third key aspect is allowing people at large to know about it. Yeah. Which brings us back to the point of our own network. How many people in our network know about our uniqueness? know about the reputation that we have for demonstrating that uniqueness. And I think that is, those would be my three key factors of how a personal brand can play a role in enhancing your career or making you more employable today. 
And Devam, now since you have also jumped onto the entrepreneurship wagon and you know you have been doing this for a long time, uh, do you want to give any advice to young entrepreneurs out there and how they can actually use these uh, key aspects in their day-to-day lives in order to have a, a better connection with people and their brand on social media specifically? I think uh, there are a number of ways in which you can do this, Anurag. Uh, you know, as an entrepreneur, I think. Uh, and especially for all the youngsters what you know looking at establishing their own company or you know uh, trying to set up their own startups mm-hmm. i think the first and foremost thing is identifying what you truly like and having a point of view on that i think it is very important right uh, so for instance if i am passionate about mentoring people uh, i have my own point of view on what are things Uh, that young professionals should be mindful about yeah uh, and you know the whole the the key thing is how do you therefore convey that point of view and there are tons of avenues to do that mm. i mean you could write blogs you could write posts you could write articles uh, you could connect with similar people in your ecosystem and exchange ideas uh, so i think uh, you know in a connected world like today uh, you know that's that's obviously a possibility uh, i think the second most critical important and important factor is how do you bring that point of view to your work on a daily basis yeah i think uh, as an entrepreneur you know when you're passionate about a certain problem to solve for uh, uh, you should not lose sight of that problem mm. and you should always be at it come what may and uh, and that also drives not only you but also any team that you may have working with you to deliver on a daily basis so i think these would be my two little nuggets of uh, you know how this can be done Uh, these are really valid points when it comes to networking with the right kind of uh, people in your space specifically for entrepreneurs right because a lot of entrepreneurs they think that i'll use linkedin only to you know get in touch with vcs and other funds correct <laughs> so uh, that is not the only thing that you do so there are so many other things and we would be covering a lot of other stuff on uh, the upcoming sections in the podcast so uh, coming uh, back to personal branding devam uh, how do you develop it i mean if you want to develop your personal brand uh, to network with the right audience and let's say your dream companies how do you go about it again anurag uh, personal brand for the sake of networking uh, doesn't happen overnight hmm. uh, for me again it's a process and i have my own you know six or seven step process with it i think uh, whenever i have mentored young professionals on the topic of personal branding my first step has always been to figure out who you are right i think uh, that's that's got to be the first step you have to be introspective uh, create a list of your own personal strengths and weaknesses uh, motivations negotiables and non negotiables i think that is very important to uh, know who you are if you are facing a challenge there ask your family friends and coworkers on how they would describe you uh because the entire process of building a personal brand starts with self awareness the second most critical step is determine what you want to be known for you know your personal brand is 
more than just a reflection of who you are today right it's a road map of where you want to go true so in addition to just understanding your existing skills and competencies it is also important to assess your strengths and weaknesses as they relate to whichever industry or career you want to break into next correct yeah and by doing this you will uncover skills and traits that make you distinct as well as areas where you need to improve or gain new knowledge in order to advance you know it's almost like when you walk into an interview and the interviewer asks you where do you want to be in the next 5 years mm. so you know it's almost uh, uh, the step is resonating to that particular question true the third step and you know especially when it comes to networking and it is extremely important step is define your audience so before you start crafting your personal brand you also need to determine who are you trying to reach yeah you know is it the industry thought leaders is it a particular company is it recruiters is it a certain section of people who are your potential clients mm-hmm. and the sooner you define this audience the easier it will be to craft your story because you will better understand the type of story therefore you need to tell for example if your goal is to reach a hiring manager or a set of recruiters you might start by creating or updating your linkedin profile yeah why because you know like you said at the start of the show almost 90% of recruiters leverage social media to find the right quality candidate and frankly research says that out of those 90% almost 87% today use linkedin true yeah the fourth step is research your desired industry or company and follow the experts find out who the thought leaders are in whatever field you are interested in hmm. and don't just follow them go online find out if they have blogs or where uh, you know they contribute their thinking learn and engage with their content so next time if you find a content uh, or a post which you particularly like or you know a thought that resonates with your thought please engage with that content don't don't just press the like button you know if you have a point of view that you know substantiates the point made by the author please do that as well true you know look at things that you can adopt from them after all in building a personal brand your goal is to stand out but you can't rise to the top without taking inventory of who's already there correct yeah that is so true the fifth most important step is prepare an elevator pitch and you know i i can not overemphasize but overemphasize on this point and because when we are networking with people these are most of them are going to be people whom you have not known before or would have known in very limited capacity so preparing a 60 second story about who you are and why you are keen to network with them always comes in ha- handy keep the elevator pitch brief by focusing on just a few key points mm. that you would want to emphasize and you know frankly this could include that you're looking for a new position or you have strengths in a particular niche or 
recently increased the value of your current department or company in whatever way. The sixth important step in using your personal brand for networking is asking for quick chats or informal catch-ups. As we start forming a list of companies that you know we aspire to work in or with industry leaders that you admire, consider reaching out to these professionals to ask for an informal chat. And these could be, you know, short 15-20 minute conversations can be done over a telephone call or can be done over a cup of coffee. Yeah. Uh, but these are of high value. And keep the discussion crisp. Don't be afraid to ask anyone if, you know, you're interested in learning more from them. Hmm. And frankly, if you keep your request polite, you'd be surprised by how genuine and generous people are. And frankly, step number seven is repeat this process. Keep doing this. Yeah, It is not a one-time activity. Keep doing this over and over again. And over a time, you'll be surprised how you are able to craft your own professional story and how quickly you have been not only been able to have a network of professionals, but how quickly you've been able to engage with them as well. Yeah, it's really important that you repeat these process and you keep going again and again through the whole, you know, grind because at the end of the day, what you're trying to build is not just, you know, a job application or just a profile. You're trying to build your whole career and who you are on LinkedIn would actually, uh, you know, should resonate with who you are in real life. True. So coming to the uh, world of LinkedIn, the era of LinkedIn, uh, what do you think, Devam, when it comes to the groundwork for success? Somebody who is just starting off, people who are listening to us, maybe they have a profile, maybe they have an incomplete profile or they are, you know, planning to uh, make a profile on LinkedIn. What do you think should be, um, uh, you know, the groundwork uh, they should do uh, in order to get on to the LinkedIn wagon? All right. I think at the outside, I would... Just like to state that creating a LinkedIn profile is no different as far as some of the foundations for creating a personal brand are concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason is, you know, LinkedIn is actually an extension of your personal brand in the virtual space. Correct. So, you know, if somebody would ask me today that, Deva, you know, how would you go and create your LinkedIn profile? Uh, I would actually do three things right up front. First is find out similar profiles, you know, look for people with similar, you know, qualifications, experiences, aspirations, career choices and companies like you. It's important to find out who is there, who has that similar profile as you have. The second step for me is research those profiles. It is important to figure out what is it that they say about themselves. Just observe how the profile looks. And when I say observe, just look at the photographs, just look at the headline, just look at the summary, what it says, the kind of posts the person has put put on LinkedIn, the kind of groups that he or she follows, uh, and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. And that gives you an idea of what a good LinkedIn profile similar to you looks like. Yeah. And that gives you an inspiration to 
step number 3 which is create your own story now while you have taken an inspiration from others you're not really copying from there mm-hmm. you have to still craft your own value proposition you have to craft your own story and after all it is your brand story that needs to stand out right true so take your time to figure out your own headline your own message for the summary the keywords that you want to use and this is important as it's also an opportunity for you to highlight your own strengths and accomplishments yeah so this in my view uh, anurag is absolutely critical for everyone to do before actually getting into the act of creating a linkedin profile and it's more like the elevator pitch that you spoke about right the 60 second elevator pitch is actually what your summary of your profile is on linkedin absolutely absolutely so uh, devam uh, so the next hot question that comes to my mind is what are the essentials for a killer linkedin profile uh, i think in today's times it's not enough to just have a linkedin page mm. uh, and it's a great question anurag uh, you need to have a great linkedin profile that draws attention i mean uh, you know i think right at the start you said there were some 600 million users on linkedin right yep and uh, how do you how does your linkedin profile or page really stand out and so for all the socially racy listeners out there i think uh, here are eight simple yet highly effective ways to make your linkedin profile stand out uh the first one is having a killer picture you know this is the simplest thing anyone can do to upgrade your linkedin profile uh so please go ahead put a face to that name and add a profile picture and a good one at that you know be creative if that fits with what you do mm. or who you are but remember that this is the first impression people will get from your page if you do not have a professional headshot to use it's worth the investment you know with a huge number of people on linkedin those without a photo are easily pushed aside and trust me uh, everyone today is get, uh, attuned to becoming more visual yeah so having a killer picture therefore is extremely extremely important true i think the second uh, uh, bit is create an eye catching headline you know your headline is positioned right below your name on your linkedin profile and more often than not it will be the first thing the profile visitors read now you know the default setting will fill this with your current position and that's probably okay for starters mm-hmm. but it can be whatever you want right you almost have i think about 120 characters to work with yeah so why not write something that really pops think of it as a small billboard advertisement for you and what you do instead of just listing your job title mention your speciality and how you benefit your company or customers don't forget to keep your target audience in mind so you know if anyone wants to have a have a look at an example of an eye catching headline please have a look at anurag's headline <laughs> it's really eye catching the third bit is interest capturing summary your linkedin summary gives you the opportunity to tell your story and this is essentially a longer form of your headline 
and here you have a large larger amount of characters to play with i believe it's close to about 2000 characters to work with so you, please dive deeper into it don't just focus on your past experience but on what you do well and what uh, you can bring uh, to a prospective employer if if you are the kind of one who's looking for a job right keep in mind that the keywords are crucial here use words that you want to be strongly connected with in your field always remember that attention spans are short these days so don't use up all the 2000 characters my rule of thumb frankly is use about half of it mm. so a good you know 1000 characters you'll get a crisp two three liner you know summary and that should really convey the point true fourth bit is highlighting your experience please just do not cut and paste your resume on your linkedin profile uh you know you don't have the same two page rule here but you do have internet readers with short attention spans like i said earlier so be sure to include any jobs that you deem relevant to where you want your career to go and use two or three interesting and impressive bullet points for each job uh, uh you know that you include as part of your experience using good action words to show not just what you did but what you accomplished in each position would be my recommendation so people are not going to be interested in uh, uh the fact that you were manager of process transformation for instance but people would be more interested to understand that in that role what is it that you achieved for your company True. whether it's you know maybe let's say for the sake of discussion reducing costs or enhancing revenues the fifth point for me would be using visual media uh not many people again the ones at least that i have mentored know that uh, linkedin just like twitter and facebook gives you an opportunity to add a background photo or cover it's very simple to do and makes your linkedin profile stand out the sixth thing uh, again a lot of people miss this is customizing your url your linkedin url is the web address for your profile so the default url if anyone uh, sees his or her profile's default url will just have a name and you know some random numbers after it uh you can absolutely edit that url and make it more interesting and more relevant please use that option and customize your url the seventh bit is using the featured section now this is a great new section on linkedin yeah the featured section on your profile can actually help you convey that personal brand to anyone whether it's prospective customers clients uh, hiring managers recruiters so on and so forth small business owners can also use this space to feature their top offerings thought leaders can share their best articles or videos employees can highlight notable projects or accomplishments so i think a great new feature by linkedin which all of us should start actively using finally checking your linkedin profile strength you know if you look at your current profile there is it's probably on the right hand side and it sort of gives you a view of your current profile strength 
uh, and what the profile strength essentially does is tells you how completely you filled out your profile. True. Now keep adding more and using the site tips until the gauge rates you an all star. It's simple. Yeah. But it can help you see if you have overlooked something. So to sort of summarize, you know, these were my eight key tips to you know sort of make your LinkedIn profile a killer LinkedIn profile. You know, just simple eight tips. Yeah, and having an all-star, uh, you know, rating on your, you know, profile strength on your LinkedIn will actually help you to be more discoverable on LinkedIn because LinkedIn always prefers profiles which are all-stars. So whenever, you know, there are hiring managers who are searching for candidates, if you have a complete profile, if you have all these points in check, whatever Devam told you, uh, you will have a better opportunity to get discovered uh, by hiring managers, by other companies and people who are just, you know, planning to network with you guys. So this is really important that uh, everyone who is listening to us focus on especially these eight points. Uh, what what uh, comes next is recommendations. And I believe that uh, this is a section which is overlooked by a lot of people. And a lot of people don't understand what sort of recommendations uh, they would go for or, you know, whom they should ask for recommendations. So, Devam, why don't you enlighten us uh, about recommendations and what is the right way of going around and, uh, you know, asking for recommendations? Yeah, Anurag, another uh, great point. And I'll be very honest with all the listeners uh, today. You know, for the longest time, I have been very wary of asking for recommendations and I, I i believe a lot of us are you know very wary when it comes to asking for anything in a professional setup and more so recommendations uh in my experience you know when, when it comes to asking in a professional setup for you know things like recommendations or for that matter anything which which is not burning uh, I, i've seen people compromise mm. and i just want to take this opportunity to remind all all the socially desi listeners of the concept of social proof uh, this was an eye opener for me so i'm you know sort of sharing this with you all of you as well uh, now let's take a scenario what do others say you know when, when i talk about social social proof it is essentially what do others say about a particular product or a service uh, you know and to exemplify this i'll say okay think about a moment about zomato how many times have you gone right over to Zomato and not to a dine-in restaurant's website before trying it out? My guess is plenty, right? Yep. Uh, and and you do this because you want to see what others are saying and you know, you're going to base your decision at least in part on some of these reviews. True. The same exact thing goes on with your professional decisions as well. The consumer in this case could be a customer, could be a hiring manager, a recruiter, a HR person, or your own boss. Only they are not looking on Zomato, they are over there looking at your profile on LinkedIn. So therefore, LinkedIn recommendations provides you with that perfect opportunity to share third-party endorsements or social proof of your talents with people trying to make purchase decisions. In this case, with respect to your professional career or business. So my advice to all the listeners is do not squander this opportunity. Instead, here are three ways 
or three steps to effectively ask for a recommendation. Number one, pick your people thoughtfully. You know, do not be willy-nilly with your recommendation request. Mm. Don't just go hammer and tongs with everyone in your network and, you know, ask for a recommendation. Remember, your goal is to secure powerful recommendations that support your professional brand and the skills you most want to highlight. Correct? Correct. Ideally, you know, you would want to approach people who know your work well and can speak intelligently to the capabilities that will matter the most to your future employer. So therefore, pick your people thoughtfully. Step number two is be very specific in your request. You know, by default, uh, you know, the LinkedIn message when you send across a recommendation is frankly incredibly lame. And if you uh, if you don't personalize it, uh, I don't think you should expect a response back. So my view is you should absolutely ditch the vanilla message that comes on uh, uh, as a default message when you're seeking a recommendation. True. Please customize it. And in your customized message, you want to share with a person you're approaching exactly what you'd like. Hmm. and how he or she can best help. Make sure that your personal message is gracious and thankful in its tone. And in the end, encourage this person to let you know if you may ever return the favor. I have used that personally a lot of times and it works like a charm. So reciprocity is a huge and wonderful thing. After all, you know, At the start of the podcast, I did say that professional networking is all about mutual benefit, right? And the word mutual. So towards the end of your custom message, uh, you you should be thankful, not only be thankful to the person that you're seeking a recommendation from, but also ask him or her that if you would, you could return the favor back. Yeah. The third most important thing is, and like I said, A lot of people are in this habit of going hammer and tongs with their recommendation request. Do not ask 10 people, 15 people or 20 people at once. Especially if you are asking for a recommendation at a time when you are switching jobs. You know, most recruiters today can tell if someone has raced out and asked half the people in his network to give him her LinkedIn request. And you know how... All your recommendations are date stamped. Yeah. I have been a recruiter myself. And, you know, when I look at a profile which has tons of recommendations, the first thing that I look at is, okay, when were these recommendations received? True. And it sort of gives me an instant idea of what was the life event that happened in his or her uh, professional life. And more often than not, it's, mostly at a time when you're leaving your old organization. Mm. So my recommendation here would be, please space your requests out uh, so that, you know, it comes across as a genuine recommendation that somebody has given you. Remember, Rome does not have to be built in a day. Yeah. 
so build your room thoughtfully and not hurriedly so anurag these would be my you know three step this would be my three step process on you know sort of getting a recommendation in possibly an effective manner uh the one that has at least uh, been fairly effective with me as well yeah these are really powerful tips i believe devam that uh, all our listeners can actually incorporate in uh, their recommendations especially when you are reaching out to your ex managers or maybe your ex boss or maybe a client that you worked with so it's really important to figure out who are these selective individuals that you would reach out first so it's important to have your strong recommendations up front rather than you know just reaching out to everyone on your network and rightly said you know if you're a recruiter you're a hiring manager when you see those time stamps when you see uh, the kind of recommendations you generally you know make up an idea uh, that okay this person you know just to get a new job he uh, hustled a bit and spoke to them asked them to give a recommendation it's better to space out and uh, create a profile which looks genuine like right you know i mean if you go to any company if you go to any website when you want to buy any product from that website you always check out you know the uh, the uh, age of the website and the reviews of the website right. so similarly your profile should also look a very grace it should gracefully age you know like whiskey uh, absolutely and and i think you know the timing of asking for a recommendation also matters yeah so uh, you know while ideally you know if you've done something really well at work uh you should ask for a recommendation right then and there i mean a lot of us are and including myself i've been guilty of this ask for a recommendation when we are leaving an organization mm. uh frankly if one were to ask me what is the best time for asking a recommendation i always say it could just be any time right yeah you've done a great thing at your uh, company please ask for a recommendation if it's so good let your boss or let your manager give you that recommendation true and i think uh, uh, same is the case uh, similar is the case of personalizing the request a lot of people including myself again has been guilty at times of not personalizing that request and frankly i have learned it the hard way fact of the matter is and uh, i phenomenally believe that if you can't personalize your recommendation request the other person is not obligated to give you a recommendation at all you you've not <laughs> even you know yeah. taken the effort to personalize a, a message for him why should he you know take an effort to personalize a recommendation for you true yeah so that connection is really important like the message that you send Absolutely. them even even though you know he must be a really happy customer or maybe a really happy manager but unless and until he sees that uh, you know the message is the same which comes with linkedin so he'll be like oh you know anurag what he did was he just went on recommendation typed my name and pressed enter that's it and uh, another point to this anurag that i want to share with all the listeners today is that you know when you read recommendations uh and i i've seen a lot of profiles o- o- over the last 5 7 years now since ever since i started hiring uh a lot of the recommendations just sound generic right uh while they would have been given by five different people but they all sound generic like xyz is a great resource on the team mm. 
you know xyz did a commendable job on my project or abc uh, really helped the organization uh, take the next step forward yeah so uh, i mean ideally you don't want your recommendations to be filled with generic statements and that's where you know being very specific in your ask for a recommendation always helps why do you want a recommendation from somebody i think reminding him or her of the kind of work you did for them is essentially important and if you remind them with a specific ask your recommendation will come back with a very specific point that abc did really well on a particular cost reduction project with a you know a company where he or she was able to successfully demonstrate savings worth this and that is why i'm recommending you yeah that's a very strong recommendation right there correct because if you're looking so uh, i mean uh, a great uh, example of this would be you know the kind of uh, recommendations or maybe uh, you know the thank you notes that you get on your emails by your clients or maybe your managers i believe those are re- really specific uh, recommendations and uh, you know thank you notes that you get from your clients and managers so maybe i guess that would be a great uh, way to uh, you know maybe ask them at that time that uh, thank you very much for this uh, you know uh, thank you note i would love if you can recommend me on linkedin as well because once you leave that organization when you are not a part of that organization anymore that email may not make sense for a long time absolutely so uh, devam for a long time uh, linkedin used to be a space where uh, thought leaders and you know senior consultants or maybe partners in uh, management consulting firms would share their point of views through articles through their uh, published white papers and all but i believe uh, the opportunities now have opened up in on linkedin where uh, even you know a fresher or somebody who is just graduated from a college or maybe somebody who is in in uh, in college can share their point of view can share articles on linkedin so how do you think uh, we can harness the power of articles on linkedin it's another excellent question anurag uh, and to me i think there is immense potential in linkedin in not just articles but you know short posts as well and uh, irrespective of what you're writing and i'll come back to the point on power of articles but i think irrespective of what you write on linkedin you know whether it's a article or whether it's a short post i think the first step you need to take is ask yourself the following questions who are you writing for you know uh and possibly the way at least i do it is i have a persona in my mind or you know i visualize one person who who will be truly impacted by my writing uh, or by reading my article by or by reading my post mm. so i i think very uh, clearly as to who am i writing for so for all the listeners i think uh, the first question that you should ask yourselves is who are you writing for the second is what is the purpose of that post or an article you know is it to inspire is it to educate is it to drive a campaign is it to even entertain for that matter yeah but what is the purpose the third 
most important uh, question is how do you want the reader to feel you know uh, so do you want to make the reader feel curious uh, do you want the reader to feel inspired or do you want a reader to feel excited i think that's important because that essentially derives uh, the actions and which is essentially the fourth question of what you therefore want the reader to do next so do you really want him to comment connect share uh, and and these set of four questions uh, ideally should dictate anything and everything that you know you you should you should be posting on linkedin you know whether it's a small post or whether it's a big article now coming back to the power of articles i think it's a very very powerful uh, feature right uh, because in my view articles are just like blog posts or newspaper uh, you know editorials or you know magazine articles mm. you know it's an opportunity for anyone and everyone to showcase uh their expert authority or demonstrate their thought leadership yeah so you know whether you are uh you know at the start of your career whether you're uh, uh you know at, at the mid mid of your career or whether you're a very senior leader uh you can write an article on things that truly matter to you things that you truly believe in uh in the professional environment and i think articles you know give you that avenue uh so ideally you know if one were to ask me that what should you write about i would say go write about what you know best and that could include challenges that you faced important trends that you have observed in your sector controversial point of views that you might have mm. uh, uh or your insights on any current news articles so you know uh, again you know i'll circle back to the point that i was trying to make that any of these situations that you truly resonate with you could actually go ahead and write an article on linkedin yeah. and that would showcase uh, your professional individuality in a very different light uh now when it comes to power of articles a lot of people are not able to truly harness it mm. so a lot of times you know my mentees ask me this question of uh, how do i get the article right uh frankly you know i don't have like a set view but uh, you know some of the tips that i definitely follow uh are as follows uh, number one i think the headline of the article matters at the end of the day if you've written a piece of uh, uh you know your if you've written a thought leadership article or you've written a piece of opinion you want more and more people to uh, you know come click click on it open it and read it and probably engage with it right so your headline therefore matters and uh research tells us that as many as eight times more people look at the headline in comparison to the body copy true the body copy is essentially the text right below it so your headline has to be very very crisp and clear so uh, that would be my first tip second is on the body copy itself so get the intro right yeah uh so the three or four lines below you know the headline of your article i think uh, should just convey the message very clearly now my suggestion on framing this 
would be to lead with the key takeaways of the article itself yeah so consider this almost like an executive summary of your presentation hmm. so you know whenever you and most of you might be aware of this that whenever you're making a presentation to a board of directors or you know a senior management in your company you always begin with executive summary which is essentially a set of key takeaways your body copy is your exec summary what are the key takeaways of your article yeah it's like a hook to your audience it's it's like a absolute it's like a hook so you know if your if the if your audience is able to resonate with those key takeaways they are bound to click it open and read through it true uh i think the third uh key tip is to choose a good cover image mm. you know uh i i i as a person i am very visual so for me what what gets me more excited is if you know there is a visual representation in an article and that visual representation and the theme of the article really connect well and uh, you know that keeps me hooked on to uh, you know that body of work or that article for a longer time so i think uh, and it probably most of us are wired that way so you know choose a good cover image uh, it should essentially convey the essence of your article and uh, frankly it just makes the entire look and feel attractive and you know keeps the audience hooked on to it for a longer period of time yeah the fourth step is i think keep the length of the article appropriate so while there are no definitive guidelines but uh, you know articles that i write i actually try and maintain that between let's say 800 to about 1500 2000 words not more than that and uh, you know frankly some of my articles are also 500 words so uh, so do not write for the sake of writing i mean uh, uh, while it's a, it's an article and you know it can be written in an elongated manner presenting a point of view uh, the writing still needs to be tight so you need to still go ahead and edit your article and cut out all the fluff yeah i think that's important because you know uh, it's written stuff right people engage with audio visual stuff better than written stuff so uh, so you know it still needs to be tight for people who are reading it to really be engaged with it and i believe that you know when you write uh, these kind of uh, articles and your point of views or maybe a thought leadership uh unless and until your writing is really tight and it is on to the point then it it really doesn't grab the kind of attention that you are looking for and i believe that uh, devum uh, uh, your tech uh, your autotech startup actually got recognized by one of the media uh, uh, you know agencies in india so uh, it was it was also i believe you know unless and until you have a point of view which is uh, strongly put forward in your article in your thought leadership uh these kind of attention uh, you won't be getting right if you write just generic articles absolutely i mean as a startup i think we wrote on a very controversial subject mm. and uh, obviously it was backed by a whole lot of survey and all of that but uh, the whole point was it made reading interesting and i think that's the intent even on linkedin right on anything that you write uh, for that matter you have to make your readers engaged with you and therefore the writing needs to be very tight needs to be very crisp and i mean there should be like bang bang takeaways you know after every 
few lines you know take away something that gets resonated with the audience that is absolutely critical i think the fifth most important point uh, as far as writing articles is uh, having a call to action i think at the end of your article you would want your readers to engage with you in some shape or form uh, you know whether it's uh, you want them to get in touch with you or drop a lead or visit a website i think uh, it's important and it's a good uh, uh, thing to have a call to action at the end of the article uh finally the sixth tip that i would want to sort of educate all your listeners today is don't just give your readers a taster of your article you know there are there have been a lot of articles that i've read that you know give you like one paragraph of reading and then you possibly have to click somewhere else to read the remainder of the article so you you've got the reader interested by an attractive headline an attractive body copy you uh you know they've clicked on it they've opened the article and you know here is after a paragraph they have to click another time to go somewhere else and i think uh, more often than not it essentially results in drop offs yeah but yeah these are some of my tips uh on a very powerful feature that linkedin has uh and uh i would encourage all your listeners to you know sort of keep note of some of these tips and uh, start practicing them whenever they write an article so oh, i i guess these are really powerful tips devam definitely uh, our audience would uh, be benefited by implementing them in writing their own articles their own point of views on linkedin or be it on their website anywhere i mean these are uh, some key pillar points that you should incorporate in any kind of writing that you do be it you know creative writing or be it uh, thought leadership if you have these kind of points in your mind while you are uh, jotting them down on a piece of paper i believe the final product would be uh, you know way better than you uh, ever thought of and uh, one point that i would like to add here is that uh, again uh, since you are writing it on linkedin uh, i'm sure you you would be uh, connecting with mentors and you know people that you admire on linkedin or you know you want them to be connected with you i guess one point that uh, maybe you can do is that whatever you write whenever you write an article maybe share it with your mentor or share it with someone uh, that you feel can add value to that article so maybe that person can give their own point of view maybe suggest a few edits that you can do on to your article or maybe you know he can just add a few points as a you know sme Uh, so i believe that is one point devam do you think that uh, can help a lot of people i think it's a, it's a very very uh, useful and a powerful suggestion anurag that you make i think uh, you know the art of asking for feedback hmm. is uh, an under practiced art so i think i think it's a very good point that uh, you know if you've written a point of view and especially on a professional platform like linkedin uh it will only help you if you you know seek feedback from a mentor or someone uh you know whom you admire i think they are only going to add more value to whatever you've written so i think uh, that's a great great suggestion anurag and that way is you know you grow your network at the end of the day even if you don't know that person and even if you ask for a feedback that person will be willingly happy to uh, give their feedback and that way is you connect with them in a different level altogether 
No, absolutely. And I think uh, going back to, uh, you know, our Autotech's uh, article that got published by Media House, uh, when we finished the, writing the report, uh, we did circulate it first to some of the industry veterans mm. uh, that we were connected with. And uh, just to seek feedback, uh, just to see how they reacted. A lot of them actually didn't react. They actually suggested uh, beautiful changes to the article. Uh, and very meaningful changes to the article and we were very thankful to them for uh, uh, you know suggesting them so so i think it it does work uh, and i would urge all the listeners to you know uh, sort of follow this uh, advice so before uh, we uh, you know end this episode we would like to touch upon a few common mistakes that people do on linkedin when it comes to networking when it comes to you know, making their own profile, even though we have covered a few of them uh, in the upper sections. But uh, I guess, Devam, there are a few uh, more mistakes that we commonly see people doing. And especially with Positive Vibes, you are, you've been mentoring people uh, in, uh, for the, over the past six months, uh, specifically on uh, LinkedIn and their personal brand. Uh, what are the common mistakes that you see people making? I think, uh, you know, in my experience of mentoring professionals, I think some of the common mistakes that I've seen is, and probably the first two uh, are actually very critical, uh, is not personalizing the invite message. Mm. So I've sort of broken them down into two segments. One is, you know, when you're sending a, a, a connection request using your laptop. So, uh, you know, the default message essentially on LinkedIn will say something like, you know, I'd like to add you to my professional network on LinkedIn, right? Yeah. Now, uh, that may be fine if you're, let's say, inviting a good friend of yours and, you know, just want to be connected with him over LinkedIn. Uh, but imagine sending that message to, uh, you know, someone whom you hardly know or you don't really have a history of working with. Uh, and fact of the matter is, uh, you know, it's more often than not people still accept it. But I think... Uh, the impact that a personal message typically has uh, is not there in the default message. So I think one of the big mistakes that most people do is uh, not personalizing the invite message. I think the second mistake happens of a very similar nature, but on the mobile phone. And uh, since it's the smartphone era, you know, all of us uh, use our smartphones to connect with other professionals on LinkedIn as well. And it's fairly common. Uh, and many of us are actually in the habit of just pressing the connect button that we see, uh, you know, when we uh, use the LinkedIn app yeah. and uh, be done with it uh, and send the request to another professional to, you know, connect over LinkedIn. However, not many of us, uh, you know, use a button which is, you know, at least in an Android platform that's, I think, called More mm. uh, with a couple of dots. Uh, you know, when you press that button, there is an option to personalize your invite. Uh, so, you know, a lot of people who are connecting or using the LinkedIn app to connect with other people are not aware of this uh, feature and are also not uh, taking an extra effort to personalize their message. So I think my first two are essentially around uh, these, uh, some of the more common mistakes. Uh, I think the third common mistake uh, that I have uh, experience and I've been a res recipient of one such uh, <laughs> uh, on, on more than one occasion is asking too much from a stranger. Mm. Uh, 
i think uh, there is nothing worse than accepting an invite and getting hit with a huge request yeah so when someone connects with you uh, ideally you should not be that person who quickly you know goes and asks that person for a job or you know launches into a sales pitch uh frankly you know i have you know i i keep connecting with a lot of professionals a lot of them are, in fact reach out to me for a job hmm. you know i have, have reached out to me for a job and frankly i mean i don't know them right so my first instinct is who are you yeah and uh, and frankly you don't want to be at the end of me asking you who are you you know especially if you're the one who's reached out for a job to me so so my suggestion here would be that uh, you know if you're looking for a job eventually or you want to really pitch your product uh start with an informal interviewer quick chat yeah you know send a request for that be humble be polite be kind and i think uh, uh if if you if you reach out with a humble kind request to the other person you are more likely to hear back uh frankly no one owes you a response so make sure you don't come across as entitled true true i mean this happened with me uh, a couple of days back uh, devam mm. funny incident so uh, on my linkedin somebody added me yeah. and uh, so they they did send me a personalized message but i believe that was a template that they must be following for all for invites so it has like a very standard um, you know hi anurag um, i would like to get connected with you on linkedin i saw your podcast you have a lovely podcast and you know he he was just trying to patronize my uh, podcast right he just said okay great podcast and blah 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 so i thought okay let's see i mean he wants to connect with me or something like that i added him the the moment i added him i got another message and that was like a huge <laughs> 200 300 uh, word like message that didn't even like i literally had to scroll my uh, message you know yeah. box to see and read the whole message it literally said okay you know we are a company we design uh, you know if you are looking for a, a great podcast uh, you know the logo and the cover page of your podcast and all that mm. so we love to design we would love to design your podcast and i was like at at first i thought i already have a good uh, cover you know podcast artwork mm. so if you look at our Correct. podcast artwork it already is is a good one according to me but i thought maybe you know he is from a, a, a company which does a lot of these kind of Correct. stuff so I, i thought i'll ask him what's wrong with my current artwork yeah. <laughs> so i asked him i was like uh, uh, okay i already have a podcast artwork uh, you must have seen it already since you have gone through my podcast can you tell me what is wrong with it can you help me understand where i can make it better or maybe how you can make it better correct and he had no answer i mean it has been two days i have not yet received any reply <laughs> <laughs> so i mean if you are trying to connect with me if you are trying to sell me a service or even if it's like a direct sales pitch at least uh, do do a research do research right. on my podcast do do your research on your customer and if they come back with a question at least have the decency or maybe uh do your homework and reply to their question absolutely my question was very simple i asked him okay so what's wrong with my you know artwork maybe you can help me to make a better one correct unless and until you tell me what's wrong with my artwork why will i hire you to make a new one for me that artwork is great absolutely absolutely 
and i think related to this point of asking too much from a stranger anurag is almost uh, uh, a fourth point uh, around you know mindless chatter as i call it mm. you know linkedin is a professional networking site uh, you know and a lot of people i've seen are using it to just arbitrarily chat chat up with people you know sending sending a hello message in the middle of the night and you know expecting a re- response back and i remember i, I was at a re- i was a recipient of one such incident mm-hmm. where a person connected with me over linkedin and uh, you know it was covid time so you know he was okay in, at least gracious enough to ask ab- about my health and my family's health during these times and because he had done that i also you know replied back uh, with a very similar message asking about his health and his family's health now that didn't uh, you know that sort of escalated into you know he just reaching out to me at weird times uh with you know one let one word saying hi hello uh hope everything is fine you know and uh, i beyond a beyond a point in time i really didn't know what to make of it right yeah so i think mindless chatter for me is another big mistake that people make and uh, you know even if you want to send a short message to someone on linkedin i think be very specific and uh, make it uh, sort of uh, per, you know make it very professional yeah true so uh, it's not a personal chat forum or a friends forum like a facebook true so uh, i think that's that's the fourth mistake that i've seen people make and it is it is also not a platform where you are finding a bahu for your mom <laughs> so i see a lot of <laughs> lot of people you know checking out profiles sending them requests and you know trying to have a personal conversation happening come on guys this is not uh, you know shaadi.com happening here <laughs> right so i i because uh, I, you know why i'm saying this is because a few of my female friends they actually uh, when i was uh, talking about this episode with them huh. and i was like you know uh, i'm going to have my friend who is an expert and he's going to talk about a lot of things so they actually uh, pointed out this uh, to me that uh, you know they have gotten a few requests on linkedin Uh, uh-huh. where the person started off looking as a very professional guy and he wanted to speak with them regarding the kind of company that they work in and you know what's the kind of environment and then you know the conversations shifted from a professional to something like a personal what do you do on weekends yeah. <laughs> can what's what's the great place near your office where we can have coffee and all that oh man i was like what the hell is happening to linkedin so yeah i think i mean clearly some of these aspects are not appreciated i mean especially on a forum like linkedin i think the fifth mistake that i have seen most often that people make is not asking personally for recommendations mm. uh, and i've talked about recommendations uh, in the earlier segment uh, you know you want to have recommendations that show up on your profile but uh, please do not make the mistake of connecting with everyone and sending like a mass message asking for recommendations you know take the time to personally invite every person uh, to provide you with a recommendation and at the end of the day you know like i said again reinforcing the point you don't do not want generic recommendations 
that someone has made about not only you but just about everyone right because you've asked him or her for a recommendation true you want a very specific recommendation something that highlights your skills uh, to the best abilities uh, as possible so uh, please uh, you know make your ask for a recommendation personal make it specific and uh, do not make the mistake of sending a mass invite to people and asking them for recommendations the final uh, uh, big mistake that at least i have seen uh, i would call it a big mistake a lot of people would disagree with me but uh, for me it's a big one is actually failing to follow up or failing to update yeah you know uh, you know how they say that rome wasn't just built in a day uh, i think the same goes with professional relationships and you know building your network as well uh don't forget to follow up you know yeah, or don't forget to update uh you know if someone has helped you get an interview or made an introduction circle back to that individual with an update yeah you know people love to hear how they have been helpful uh you know uh if you are a, into a professional services company or a professional services business circle back with your uh, uh, you know client uh, for a quick uh, follow up on results for instance and uh, it's absolutely fine so that is something that we do not uh, do uh, more often on linkedin and i think for me that is one uh, one of the big mistakes that we make because at the end of the day uh, it's a channel of communication and it is not just a one way street it's a two way street yeah true where you have to where you reach out and where the other person reaches out back to you so you have to keep that channel flowing you have to keep your network active true true and uh, to all our listeners we would definitely be linking uh, whatever we have spoken on the uh, podcast as our show notes and uh, devam's uh, startup positive vibes is also doing a great job uh, in you know mentoring uh, young professionals and uh, you know middle level professionals a lot in their career in their personal branding so uh, you can definitely go check out positivevibes.co.in you can get in touch with devam uh, he is available on linkedin he is available on the website we would definitely be putting the links uh, on the show notes below and on our website at sociallydesi.com so please go and check out uh, positive vibes also if you need any kind of help uh, related to linkedin related to your personal branding feel free to get in touch with socially desi feel free to get in touch with devam we would love to answer your questions uh, on social media you can hit us up on uh, linkedin you can hit us up on instagram we are available everywhere uh, don't feel shy because at the end of the day it's your personal brand and you have to build it the way you want to these were a few guidelines these were a few do's and don'ts that you should definitely incorporate if you want to uh, climb that success ladder uh in a you know good fashion in a in a way that really helps your career in the long run so with that i uh, thank devam for coming on to the episode and sharing a lot of great insights with our listeners today thank you so much anurag uh, and uh, it was a privilege being here thank you to all the listeners of socially desi and uh, we look forward to staying connected 
perfect so that wraps it up for today folks if you like the episode give it a big thumbs up share it with your friends and let's go viral remember our weekly podcast features episodes on personal growth mental health relationships business and entrepreneurship and health and fitness we would love to have deva mama show again in the future to discuss more on personal branding and the world of linkedin so if you haven't yet done so hit that subscribe button and go check out our website at sociallydesi.com for more of such content and as always before i sign off remember life is black and white and everything in between <laughs>